Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another From Wig Weave to Natural Hair. I am your host, Natural Peter. This podcast channel can be be followed on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at From Wig Weave to Natural. Today, we have a special guest. Guest, can you introduce yourself and the type of business you perform? Yes, uh, thank you so much, Keisha, for having me. Um, my name is Antonia. I am owner and stylist of stuff in uh, San Antonio. I specialize in uh, healthy braiding. I am originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. I am also a wife and a mother of three beautiful girls. Great. So, when you say braiding, um, do you give like get like an equal amount of naturals in relax or is one more than the other uh, can you repeat that you said they cut out do you get more naturals or more relax or is it an equal amount of both when you say uh, braiding truthfully uh for with braiding uh just about like 99.9 percent of my clients are all natural I may have like one client that is like relaxed. Uh, you know, nowadays everybody come in, they all natural. Okay. What got you interested in the cosmetology field? Uh, basically, um, like um, a love for hair. Uh, I would have to say like my first experience with dealing with hair was maybe uh, when I was about five or six years old. Uh, there was a lady that would, you know, come to the house and braid my mom and my grandmother's hair. And I kind of would just sit there and watch her. And I mean, I kind of fell on the hair from that moment on. Uh, I just basically, I was a child that was just, I guess, obsessed with dolls. So that's kind of how I you know, got into dealing with her from watching that lady come by and just practicing on my dolls. Oh, great. Yes. That means you was very observant. That's a good deed because now you carried yes, it childhood and made a career out of it, huh? <laughs> yes. How long have you owned your salon? Um, it should be, it will be three years in June. Um, I moved, uh, to San Antonio. It should be like, uh, maybe three and a half, almost four years ago. I was fresh out of uh, cosmetology school and, um, I started braiding at my house. I think that lasted for like about six months mm-hmm. and the clientele just picked up from there and I was able to get my, um, my salon. Yes, and that's also great, too, because, you know, a lot of us stored, I know when I was getting my hair braided and things, I had friends that had their own apartments or homes, and I would come by there and get my hair all whipped up, and now they're up in their own salon now. So, yes, Mm. that's indeed there. Do you have a consultation with new clients? Like, do you sit down with your clients and probably observe their hair length, their scalp, you know, things of that kind? Um, truthfully, uh, a, I get consultation per se is, is not, uh, required, but it is offered. Uh, if my clients have any, uh, concerns, 
areas. I do have uh, consultations available for them to uh, book. Uh, I actually, I have a booking site that is very, very, uh, basically is what I, you know, expect uh, for hair length, uh, those type of things on the actual booking site. So if maybe they don't understand what it is that I'm saying or, you know, not sure, they can still book a consultation and come in and speak with me. But of course, if they book an appointment and they come into the appointment, I do examine the skeleton, make sure that it is suitable for me to break. Great. What do you look for when hiring a stylist or staff members? Uh, currently, it's just myself. So uh, I don't have, you know, any staff. So it's just me and, uh, you know, by myself. Oh, okay. So you're pulling the whole job off yourself. That's correct. Oh, okay. Well, that must be, oh. It's fun. Time management, (laughs) you know, is very tied up. It's like the braid, you know, going back and forth, you know. Yes. (laughs) What do you... um, I mean, how do you take breaks? And I mean, evidently they're probably not that long because, you know, you might have your next client coming through the door. Well, because of how I have my uh, my booking site uh, set up, um, I can actually schedule a break clients. Uh, most of the time, uh, if it's a long style, uh, they say that may take me maybe seven hours uh once the client arrives uh we talk about you know how the appointment is going to go when we're going to take a you know maybe like a 15 20 minute break in between yes yes and i do like those breaks because you know you'll be having your your head position in one position for however long it takes for the style just to say and sometimes the buns do get a little tender just to say yes (laughs) yes what success ideas have you implemented to increase your salon? Uh, truthfully, um, and this may not be, I guess, the traditional way of getting, you know, clients on your schedule. Actually worked for me. I actually opened up my, uh, my booking site uh, once a month on one particular day at a certain time. And I basically use social media to put it out there that, you know, my schedule is gonna open on this date at this time. And ever since I've done that, it's been like over a year. That has worked for me. I actually book like 10 minutes and be fully booked before the month is even in. And what time period do you allow if someone needs to cancel an appointment? They um they actually have forty uh I, I would like for my clients to cancel at least forty eight hours prior to their appointment time. That's suitable. Yes, that's very suitable. How important is it to have a business plan or define vision for your salon business okay that's a really good question um i feel like it's very important um because 
having a uh, a business plan or you know a, a vision in place it helps you to basically focus on you know the necessary steps for your business and also to help you know to achieve I guess short term and long term goals for that business so you know that way you won't be all over the place you you have that vision in mind and you can go you know straight to it without any hiccups so that's something like having pretty much like goals correct something that you're trying to achieve and get to yes ma'am okay great should a salon owner focus more on the business behind the chair or should they focus on developing their customers uh for me uh since i don't have a staff uh my focus is behind the chair and also uh because i am you know the owner and the only only stylist so I feel that it is very important for me to create a uh, a revenue that does not require me to always be behind the chair just in case if I was to ever, you know, get ill or something would happen, I can still take care of my business and also my family. Yes, that is uh, such a great plan there. Just to be honest with you, that is a great plan to have in place there. So when you stated, um, let's say the, the Instagram and Facebook are just business cards, what you have business cards, that's what I should ask. Yes, I do. I actually, I have business cards. I also have my, um, I have a business card and also a referral program on the back of my business card. Uh, so that way, uh, when I do give them to my clients, they'll always have that information with them just in case someone asks. At the same time, they have their referral program that's also on the back where they can also add their name and both will get $20 off of their service. So that answers my next question, because it was going to be who's responsible to create the growth. And we see that it's you because it's you all by yourself. So you're responsible for the promoting the business, doing the hair and et cetera, all by yourself. Yes, ma'am. And that's a good thing that you do have those business cards to pass out. And then you also have the word of mouth or social media, things of that kind to use to get the word out. You know, not too many people um, that have businesses or a business do it the old way as far as the word of mouth. You know, that plays a part, word of mouth. And especially when someone is getting the type of service that is A1, they wouldn't mind passing on the service. Correct. Also, another good factor. Correct. Important is it to have a system in place that hold stylists accountable for their own success? Um, it is very important. I would say because if I had, if you know, if I had a staff, I will, you know, I feel that is very important because 
artist, even though you may have, a, you know, they may be a independent stylist under that owner. Uh-huh. That may be wondering where that stylist actually wants to, you know, uh, step out and do, you know, her own thing or maybe open up her own salon. Uh, we can't expect those stylists to stay those the same stylist as they was when they first came out of cosmetology school. Uh, you know, everyone's going to develop their skills and get that, uh, that extra, um, you know, education so that they can actually be able to market themselves if they was to ever go out on their own. What challenges have you faced and how have you overcome them? I would say, um, challenges probably staying competitive and not necessarily where um you know i'm in competition with anyone else is basically because uh with these hairstyles they change so quick and it's kind of like you kind of have to stay in the loop of what's hot you know what's the new braid style what's the you know the, the new wig style you know whatever you kind of gotta keep yourself update of you know what's going on so I would probably say, you know, trying to stay competitive. What advice would you give someone who one day wanted to own their own salon? Ooh, I would say, you know, follow your dreams, be patient. And one thing that I wish I would have done was uh, a mentor for guidance. Uh, because owning a salon, even though it is just myself, it is not um, an easy job. I felt like it would have alleviated some of the headache if I would have had, you know, a mentor, someone who had been in the game for a while to guide me along the way. Yes, we all need those mentors for sure. They sure would help. <laughs> and a lot of things you do from day just to know that um do you clean those combs and brushes yes ma'am i clean combs (laughs) i clean combs brushes wash my hands in between clients uh i actually did a video on instagram the other day because i feel like we as stylists we focus so much when we promote we promote the finished product and not what's going on in between. So I actually did do a video on Instagram showing, you know, how I clean my combs and disinfect my combs and brushes. But that is very, very important. Sure is. And I also seen that video. And that's what brought me to your attention right there. That that question anyway there. I was like, you know what? That's what I call good sanitizer. You know, because with everything that's going on in this world, I mean, you don't know what a person hasn't been through or what is going through or what their scalp is going through or what it's going to go through, you know, after they leave there or whatever. But that's a good, uh, definitely clean combs, brushes, all kinds of tools that you're using in anybody's hair. That's just like using a toothbrush, you know. (laughs) You Every time you brush your teeth, you're going to, clean that toothbrush you're gonna rinse it off and things you know maybe soak it in something to make sure it's clean but you fairly rarely 
would hear anything about a stylist doing some cleaning of their tools. And I didn't heard a lot of naturals, maybe even a lot of relaxed people state that they didn't call um, scalp infections. They didn't, their hair have fell out or start shedding or whatever after they came back from the salon. Mm-hmm. And number one thing, when I let people do my hair or either my kids' hair, I want to see you clean your brushes and combs and things. Matter of fact, I'll probably bring my own comb or brush. You know? <laughs> right. Here, you know, because I mean, this natural hair game is no joke. It took a while to get to the length that I'm at now, and then uh-huh. it took a while for me to get my scalp in shape. So I don't want anyone messing that up that, <laughs> all that hair you know and, and start me all over again just to say I mean I might as well go back to the creamy crack if I'm gonna do that but right that's good I like that I've seen that video and I said you know what that's what I'm talking about that's what you call <laughs> so yep, what we gotta keep put in there to clean it you know oh uh, when I'm soaking my uh <laughs> My brushes, combs, I use an antibacterial soap and I put bleach on everything. So once I, you know, I soak and I clean whatever hair build up, you know, product or whatever I just use from the combs, then I let it soak and my, uh, I let it uh, soak for disinfectant and uh, barbicide. Great. And hey, bleach, you said the number one thing. <laughs> yes. I used to say it all day, wiping down countertops or doorknobs or whatever. Yes. yes. And you, you see on there what it says, 99.9. What? Right. <laughs> right. Do your hands hurt after doing hair all day? Because, you know, some people say they get these cramps in their hands, they lock up. The funny thing is, is that as long as I'm doing braiding hair every day, my hands do not bother me. But say I decide to, you know, take a vacation or maybe off two or three days or something, then that's when my hands go to, you know, cramping up. But as long as I keep them moving, I'm fine. Yes. Because, yeah, I didn't heard some stories. They said, hey, you put a lot of stress on them fingers, on braiding and doing all these styles that's just out there in this world, just to say. And some of them takes time. I didn't see some people say that their hands will lock up on them. Or people suffer from, what's that, carpet tunnel? So, yes, that's a good thing. I I guess you give them, give yourself plenty of breaks, you know, because you must give some breaks on hand too so yeah that's a great thing what's your favorite um, oh go ahead no I was saying it's also important too to watch what type of uh your hand position when you're also braiding too that also helps with keeping your hands from you know cramping up okay what's your fra- favorite out of all the styles you have done what would be your favorite one or i know you might have several but what would be your favorite one out of all the styles that you have done in the past uh right now my my new favorite is the uh knotless box braids 
Um, and it's probably because of the technique because before it was my the feeding braids was one of my favorites and um but now these the not this box braids is my actual favorite i think it's the technique and just the way that they flow they look you know so lightweight okay she said her new favorite so what was your old favorite if you don't mind me asking my old favorite was the the feeding braid okay if you'd like the yes, yes, yes. What is the hardest style you have done since doing hair? The hardest style? I would have to say those, uh, those faux lock uh, things, the ones where you got the braid and then wrap the hair around. That, that was a, that's a hard, that was a hard style for me. But you have mastered it now, right? I have not. I have to give that one to go. I couldn't even, I couldn't do that one. I have to give it to those that specialize in that service. Okay. You are always so creative with these styles. I didn't seen the posts. I didn't seen them. How do you come up with your designs? Uh, I would have to say most of my clients they come in with a picture and I'm really good at basically like mimicking uh, whatever uh, style or picture that they bring in if they don't usually I'm on Instagram I follow other uh, awesome you know magnificent braiders I kind of save you know different styles that I like and you know if I get a client that doesn't know what particular style that they want then I'll kind of go from there and see if this is something that they may like Okay. Well, you know, I love the internet. I really do. Especially that Pinterest. Yes. Because you pick up all kinds of hairstyles and et cetera on there. So that's a good thing. And just in case they don't know, you can pull up a couple and see, you know, what their liking are. Yes. Sometimes a client isn't sure how tight is too tight. We're talking about braids. What are some telltale signs that a stylist has styled a client hair too tightly? Like, how can you notice that hair is too tight? When you start seeing, you know, the, the bumps on the hairline, you looking like you Korean, or that that scalp is balling up in between the braids that's that's too tight if you have to take a Tylenol or anything after you get your hair braided that is too tight there's no reason that you should have to take any type of pain reliever after having a hair service done yes and that can also snatch out your edges yes ma'am and um hey we don't want to be on a poster as no man <laughs> have you seen my edges right so we definitely want to take care of that hair and even give more care to those edges right because i have seen a couple people with break <laughs> and the scalp was red and had bumps yep. on it and it was a cute hairstyle don't get me wrong it's cute but if that stuff is too tight well you got right. red your scalp 
or you can barely open up your eyes. You got to keep them closed because it hurts so bad. Right. No, no. I, I don't want to be cute and hurting at the same time. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> no, I'd rather be cute and not hurting, okay? Right. <laughs> Should I get box braids if my hair is breaking or shedding? No, ma'am. Uh, getting style that's going to add more um, you know tightness or tension to your hair that's just going to make matters worse um, I always tell my clients uh, whether you're, you're shedding or have a healthy hair I always recommend that they get a some type of treatment if you're going to keep a, a style in your hair longer than two weeks get some type of conditioning treatment or something but I do not recommend uh, getting any type of, you know, braids or, you know, style that's going to add more tension onto your hair. Do you supply the hair for the clients or do they bring their own? No, I mean, I supply uh, all braiding hair for my clients. I actually just recently launched my uh, own braiding hair. That is uh, actually is pre-stressed tangle fruit and material uh is actually a really good braiding hair for my ladies who have a sensitive scalp or who may be allergic to uh some types of braiding hair uh because a lot of the synthetic hair has a, a chemical on it that uh a lot of us ladies may be allergic to but my hair comes already uh clean uh chemical uh most ladies if they're allergic to the braiding hair they have to do the wash on these other brands so with my hair you don't have to do that it already comes plans of that chemical so that's the reason why a lot of people were stating to wash your hair like when you buy it from the beauty supply stores like the braiding hair I believe they was washing it in a zinc or spraying it down I guess trying to get get it clean and um Right. They were talking about some kind of bugs or something was in the pack. It was something that I ran across, but mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of stylists like wash the hair. And I was just wondering why. And I think you answered that question. And that's a good thing. Yes. You got your own hair, you know, because I, I like to just go and I don't really want to do any stopping to search for hair. I just like to be there on time or whatever sit down get my hair fixed and hey my stylist have me covered she got my hair she got right. the product we're gonna use she got the tools we're gonna use to part my hair you know it's gonna go down in the next hour <laughs> you know right <laughs> i love right. that one-stop shop you know you don't have to do all that because i hate it when i have to bug my stylist girl is this the right hair taking pictures right, of it in the- right when girl is this the one then you get there and what if you didn't take any pictures didn't call her then you get there with the wrong hair and then what great I mean those are my past days of (laughs) going through (laughs) some things like that but I'm pretty sure we all had experienced something like that taking pictures and typing in the name and texting your stylist and She's probably doing some one hair at the time, but you have to keep calling because you right. try. You got the right hair. 
Right. Have grown hair because a lot of that stuff not up easily. I mean, easily. <laughs> yep, and don't sell on the ends. That's right. Yes, and then it costs a fortune. <laughs> How do you take care of a hairstyle daily after it is completed? Uh, well, usually once I'm done with my uh, clients, I recommend that they get a satin uh, bonnet or a satin scarf or have a satin pillowcase to just keep your um your hair your braids from frizzing you can do that with any type of uh you know hairstyle protective style that you have um based and that's just to keep it up on a daily basis uh over time if my clients want to keep that braid style it's going to last them a month or two months i also do recommend to them that they um they can cleanse their scalp uh, taking a spray bottle with uh, warm water and put a little shampoo in there, shake it up, spray your scalp. Uh, they also have now the Cantu apple cider vinegar rinse. You can also spray that on your scalp. And then, you know, once that's complete, uh, take a, another empty spray bottle with clear water just to, you know, spray that and cleanse off the shampoo or the apple cider vinegar, whichever one you chose to use. And then um, you can actually leave-in conditioner on your scalp and just kind of seal all that moisture in with whichever your you know your favorite oil is and what would you tell your your clients because you know a lot of us are product chunkies <laughs> you know we didn't heard about the age control we didn't heard about all kinds of products that's out there and you know they have braids and a lot of us just to say we use these products and they'll have the um, flakes like right up under the braid, you know, like right up under it where you can't get to it because, you know, the braid is with your real hair. And it's like a lot of white stuff. It's like, it's really hard to get just to say. I mean, just like you said, clean your scalp, all that great stuff, but Sometimes you'll still have a ring around there. So if they were using, just to say, a lot of product because they're a product junkie, would you just recommend them don't use multiple products, especially those that will leave um, residue? Uh, correct. Uh, but I mean, to help with some of that, if they would have it, the like say like the apple cider vinegar rinse, and that would also help with you know, removing that buildup. From around the ring of the braid? Yes, ma'am. Okay, great. Is there anything new you would like for the listeners to know? Um, I will be starting beginner-friendly braid classes in June. And when I say beginner-friendly, I mean it, it can be someone who has no experience with braiding. And I'll be starting those close, uh, those classes in June. I have not yet set a date, but um, they can actually uh, subscribe to my uh, website at www.stuckupherllc.com to get uh, more information on that once I set a date. And how can you be followed or they can book to get their hairstyle by you? 
Um, I can be followed on as Stuck Up Hair LLC and also on Instagram at uh, Stuck Up Braiding Hair and on Facebook as Stuck Up Hair. And for appointments, will be on my website at www.stuckuphairllc.com. And how did you get that name for your salon, Stuck Up Hair? Well, that's funny. Um, started um because I wanted a. I'm a, a very, very, I guess, quiet person, and I think that uh, when I was young or in high school, people would take that as, I guess, being stuck up. But um, so that was one of the reasons, and I kind of just took that negative and made it into a positive okay so you know clients leave I want them to feel like you know they're stuck they have they they look their best great and I sure thank you for joining us today so our listeners can find out more about stuck up hair thank you so much for having me yes and I do have a quote of the day I think human beings make life beautiful. There's a lot of beauty in everything. I think what makes life beautiful is the ability to acknowledge that. And that's by Andrew McMahon. This podcast channel can be followed on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at From Wig Weave to Natural Hair. And if you would like to be a guest on the podcast channel, Send an email to from wig weave to natural at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us again. I hope you come back to inform our listeners on new hairdos or some more hair and etc. Yes, thank you so much. You have a great day. We'll talk to you guys at another time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.